Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. LA. This is episode seven. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. We're going to get ready to talk about some baseball and a whole lot of great football, including the very first preseason game in LA. And that's going to be the Chargers taking on the Cardinals on Thursday evening. And we're also going to talk about the overrunners for both the Chargers and Rams and our thoughts on betting both those teams' futures as we progress through the preseason of this 2019 NFL calendar. Again, I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. This is Believe in Betting LA. This is our seventh episode, believe it or not. I am joined, as always, on a lovely, beautiful Sunday evening by my co-host, Chris Lewert. How are you this evening, Chris? Quite hot, Sam. Quite, quite hot. <laughs> I say beautiful, you lead in with hot. Uh, it, it is quite warm here, but we're, we're not going to spend time talking about the weather as we typically do, as we lament in, our, in the beginning, because uh, we got a lot of great things to talk about today, believe it or not. We've turned the page to August, and now we can officially begin talking about football. The last episode, of course, Chris, we broke down the Hall of Fame game. going to take a, a quick little victory lap here. I took the under, I took the Broncos money line, it took a little bit of luck to get to the Broncos money line, but the unders both hit predictably, that is, uh, you know, it's not easy to win in preseason, Chris, but I think it's a little bit easier to pick out things that should win, if that, if that makes any sense at all. Um, so we're going to keep going, we're going to talk about the two preseason games uh, coming up here later this week, we're just going to break down the Chargers one today, uh, but we'll break down the Rams one on our episode later this week. All right, you can find me and your hosts again on Twitter at smaxwell713. You can find Chris at Lumandingo Rock and the fine folks at Stag Capital, who Chris works with at Stag Cap. Again, we're Believe in Betting LA. And you can check out all the great Believe podcasts at Believe.com. That's B L E A V.com and at Believe Podcasts. Again, B L E A V on Twitter. There's a lot of good stuff popping up all over the Believe landscape. So if you believe, you can check out these other podcasts. So very quickly here, Chris, before we dive in, we talk about football. We're going to talk about baseball real quick here. We're recording 5.30 on the, in the afternoon on a Sunday, August 4th, and the Dodgers won a thriller today, 11-10. to 10. It was a back-and-forth affair. They ended up taking three out of four from the Padres. Did you have any money down on the Dodgers today, Chris? And if so, uh, how much? And, and, and let's talk about how, how the Dodgers are playing so far. I didn't have anything on that game today, and I think mostly because I was uh, I was doing the Sunday family thing. Uh, had a Costco run in me. That was the the big thing of the day. Well, so I love Costco. Pro- which, which Costco did you go to? The one over there in Culver City? Uh, yeah, Marina del Rey, Culver City. Yeah, yeah. Um, got in there at the right time. Uh, we could go on and on about Costco. In fact, that should be a podcast. How to how to attack Costco? <laughs> Just real quick, uh, a great strategy for Costco. They actually ended up. Op- they usually open about an hour before they say they do. So there's people lining up there, but you can actually get into Costco usually about an hour early, and you can complete your shopping by the time the store actually opens. So that's a really good pro tip to go into Costco, especially on a busy day like Sunday. Yep. And on the next episode of Believe in Costco, we'll discuss where to get the best prices on meat. <laughs> um, 
you know, I had uh, I actually had a fair amount of uh, Padre action, uh, first half Padre action, and I think uh, I think I kind of split on that. I, I want to say I won one and lost one. Um, ultimately, had full game Dodgers, uh, which panned out. They they kind of they pay they beat on them a little bit. Um, Eleven ten today, great game. Wish I would have had the over, uh, but you know, I, I tip my cap to the Dodgers. I had kind of said early that I was expecting a swoon from them, and I think maybe they lost three of four, three of five, or something like that when I had mentioned it. But um, I was thinking that was going to be something that's a little more protracted. I'm I'm actually pretty impressed that these guys are running away with the division and continuing to show up and and still batter teams uh, left, right, and center. I, I got a feeling there's a lot of guys playing for some incentives on those contracts, but. Uh, again, when when looking to get your money down, hunt for that value. But if you can get the Dodgers, or if you feel good about the Dodgers and you're not paying a premium for it, like jump all over them. Feel confident in the baseball that they're playing. Uh, the guys are are really showing up, and in what is the you know the last swoon before the playoff push that you think teams would take off, but they're not. They're really pushing through. I'm impressed by that. Yeah, the Dodgers weren't even that big of a favorite. Today. I think they were like one minus one forty six or something like that. Um, you know, it was, it, was, it was a crazy game, so it's not like you could rest easily if you took the Dodgers today. But with the win today, a 11-10 thriller over San Diego. They've won their last three series and four of their last five. They open up a series with the St. Louis Cardinals this week, and they wrap up their handstand uh, against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So any thoughts, any strategies of how you're going to bet uh, these next two home series for the Dodgers? So I'm looking. Uh, it looks like the Dodgers have the rookie Gonsolin going tomorrow. Uh, against Michael Waka, who's pretty pretty strong for the Cardinals. As a NL Central fan, uh, I will be wearing all the Dodger blue I have uh, in this series. This is one of those times that I can go full Dodger and not feel bad about it. Right now, I'm seeing the Cardinals plus one half, minus one thirty. Dodgers minus one half, plus one eighteen. Money line Cardinals plus one fifty five. Dodgers minus one sixty eight. That's pretty tough. That's a that's a pretty premium price on to get the Dodger the money line. Over-unders 9, uh, minus 107 on the over, minus 103 on the under. Uh, I mentioned the prices because, again, the way stag cap bets and what we look for is value. We're not trying to pick winners. We're not trying to tout anything one way or the other. We're just trying to tell you where to shop, uh, trying to where you can get the best price on that pair of jeans. So uh, looking at this, I think um, you're probably, I mean, minus one half, I'd be, you know, if I could get plus 120, Dodgers minus one half or plus 125, I would be ecstatic about that. You're talking about tomorrow's game? Yeah, talking about tomorrow's okay. game. Um, you know, have it be one of those things, right? Rookie pitchers, maybe the Cardinals don't have a book on them yet. A lot of times those guys can have two or three really good starts if the stuff is there, if they find the strike zone and they're not erratic, uh, just because there's no book on them. So none of the guys in the Cardinals have seen them before. And you can get a start where a rookie will go five, six innings and maybe only give up a run or two. Uh, and that Dodger offense is so potent. Um, I really actually, I would probably shop for that. If you can get a minus one half Dodger at a good price, uh, jump all over it. The money line, though, minus 170, minus 168. That's that's a little rich for me. Uh, I think I'd probably stay away from that. Yeah, the Dodgers actually pitch two rookies in this series. They pitch, as you mentioned, Gonsolin tomorrow. Clayton Kershaw is bookended by these rookies. Obviously, he's... A extreme veteran in between, but on Wednesday they're pitching Dustin May. He made his first career start last week. That floppy red hair, I don't know if you saw it. Um, he, he's a very highly regarded Dodger prospect. Did not have the best debut, but uh, this is definitely you know a, a day game. Wednesday, uh, first pitch is at twelve ten. So if you have the day off uh, on Wednesday, or if you're able to get some time off during the day, you're going to find some mighty cheap deals 
uh, to go to Dodger Stadium to watch that game. So Dodgers playing some great baseball. Let's transition into the Angels. And ever since the Angels took care of the Dodgers, actually, they have been dreadful. They got swept at home to the Cleveland Indians, and they've actually lost five of six total in their last three series. It's a team heading in the wrong direction at the wrong time. Uh, neither of these teams, by the way, uh, made any moves. We haven't really talked about that. The Dodgers just made a couple of very minor moves. They picked up uh, Choleric, I believe, from the Rays, a left reliever, and Jed Jericho, who's right now rehabbing in Double A, and the Dodgers facing some injuries that we did mention as well. A bunch of injuries for the Dodgers, but the Angels not playing some great ball here. What's your attitude on the Angels? Are you, you know, what what can convince you? What kind of value could convince you to get back on the betting train with the Angels? Oh, I hate it. Uh, they absolutely another bad weekend. Yeah, well, so I, I actually I stayed away from the Angels, and it wasn't because I was I was fading them or didn't want anything to do with them. I just didn't see the right price to get on them. Uh, but they uh, they murdered me on the on the Marlins or not the Marlins but the Orioles. My God, Last weekend. yeah, absolutely yeah. killed me. Um, since then, I've I've stayed away from them. Again, it's just the pricing isn't there, and I think that's kind of like the market doesn't know what the hell to do with them. Like you sweep the season series on the Dodgers, and then you come home and get smoked by a Triple A baseball team in the Orioles. Come on, guys. So that's that's one of those things, um, you know, if you if you have a reason to do it, I don't you know, I'm not even I'm looking through the games for tomorrow here. I actually don't even see a line posted for them just yet. Um, everybody's throwing their hands up on the Angels, including myself. But this is the time, right? Like if you can stay with them long enough, if you can hang around long enough, right, you'll eventually you'll catch that lightning in the bottle. Uh, so continue to, to kind of shop for it. Um, first half alternate lines. Look at those exotics, right? Um, and I think them not, you know, I, I just, I find the angels very curious because you have the best player in baseball. You know, I, I guess, you know, Pujols is probably 63 years old. Um, you know, should probably be an eight hitter. Can't run. Like, what is that team? I know they lost Skaggs. That's unfortunate. But like, I just, I'm kind of curious where that team's going. Like they've got a really high payroll. I'm not, you know, they're not making moves. They're not making big splashes. I know the payroll is extreme, but when you have a once-in-a-lifetime talent, I feel like you kind of got to find a way to push your chips in. Now, this is not going to be that year, but what are they going to do down the road in the future? Are they going to do something with Trout? You know, he's probably going to—he's probably got another five or six years of being awesome before he goes on his downswing. But uh, just—I'm—I'm I'm unclear on what to do about the Angels. It really has been a tough road for the Angels uh, since. Mike Trout made his debut with the Angels, uh, you know, what was that, eight, eight or so years ago. That 2013 team, uh, the Angels were fantastic. I believe they're the best team in baseball. They got beat by a really hot Royals team in the divisional round that year. Um, and they've always just been kind of knocking on the door. But you're right, they have not been able to put it together. Uh, and, and, you know, with the commitment to Mike Trout over the next uh, several years, hopefully they can put together a team uh, that's going to be very competitive. Because as you mentioned, you don't want to mention that kind of, or waste that kind of talent. Yeah. So for the baseball, we, we talked about the Angels. We talked about the Dodgers the Angels. Going on the road, they play a two-game series with the Reds in Cincinnati before going to Boston. So this is a really big week for the Angels. They really have to uh, take care of business if they want to keep any sort of glimmer of hope of a potential wild card berth. Um, let's move on. Let's transition to the NFL, where the Rams and Chargers continue training camp. We're going to talk about, we're going to break down the Chargers' first preseason game. That's Thursday at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury making his head coaching debut for the Cardinals. But first, let's talk about... These season totals here, Chris, and that's going to be uh, – we, we can talk about some other things if you like, but specifically, let's talk about the team win totals for both the Chargers, 
which is at over under 9.5 wins, and the Rams, which is over under 10 and a half. Let's start with the Chargers since they're the ones taking the field first. Give me your quick reactions to nine and a half wins. Of course, they went 12 and four a season ago. They lost in the divisional round to the Patriots. Do you see an encore for them winning the division, potentially winning double digits? In the the betting public definitely does. So nine and a half wins. Um, I'm seeing minus 152 under nine and a half plus 127. So that tells you everybody thinks they're going to have a pretty strong year. And that's where the money's going right now. That leads me to believe that, you know, State Capital doesn't do a ton of futures bets. But if we do at that price, we're probably going to end up taking the under. Um, I don't necessarily believe in that personally. I just think that's where the value is going to lead us towards and what we're going to end up betting. You know, Melvin Gordon doesn't really matter what his situation does. Uh, I do think the Chargers are going to win 10 or 11 games without much trouble. Uh, They just seem poised to do that the money's telling me the opposite right so this is one of the classic things that happens with us at stag capital is what do we think is going to happen and what is the money going to tell us that that we should bet on so right now if we're betting today we're probably taking the chargers on an under nine and a half wins a plus one to 27 just because minus 152 for nine and a half is is probably a little richer than what we're going to want to see but and i mentioned again i mentioned those prices if you're finding in your books in your bookie websites or whatever prices that beat those like jump on them right that's the name of the game is get your money down on the value um so personally i think the chargers win 11 games uh, i think the money's going to tell me that i'm going to be taking that under nine and a half interesting i actually really like the over here i'm going to be with the public and it's expensive because this line is wrong nine and a half is a is a poor line by the bookmakers this Charter team is a lock, in my opinion, barring injury, to win double-digit games. If it went to 10 games, like it probably will soon, you're going to see this dip down to a much more betting-friendly number, like a minus 110 or minus 115, something like that. Um, this is a, a bad line. I, I, I'm serious, and I, I think this is an easy win for the Chargers. Uh, Melvin Gordon's going to give them that boost. If they come back, the public's going to be all over them. So the time to get value on the over is actually right now. Um, there's not going to be some sort of statement where Melvin Gordon's just not playing. So it's not like there's going to be the reverse effect. You're either going to get the boost publicly with the Chargers if Melvin Gordon signs, or it's going to continue to creep down little by little by little. Uh, but I do think this eventually will settle at 10, which is why I think this is a great bet. The Chargers, they play their six divisional games. Let's look at the division. I think we both think regression is probably coming for the Kansas City Chiefs in one form or another. I do not see them catching the lead by surprise like that last year, and they have a much more difficult schedule. The Broncos, new new head coach. They're going to be basically the same, though, a great defense with an offense that really struggles to score. And the Raiders, there's nowhere to go it up, but I still don't see this team uh, taking either of those games against the Chargers. Maybe they are competitive at home against them. Then the Chargers cross over. They play the NFC North. That's a very good division this year, but you do have a couple of winnable games. You play the AFC South, which is you know not, not easy but not difficult, and then you have crossover games at Miami and home against Pittsburgh. So this is not by any means an easy schedule. Um, but I just don't see how the Chargers don't get to 10 wins. I think they get to four or five divisional wins, uh, and all you need is six wins from there. I can see them going 10 and six very easily, which is why if it goes up to 10, that's going to be a much more difficult pill to swallow. But I do see them getting to 10, 11, even 12 wins again. And I think this is in slam city here going over nine and a half wins for the Chargers. Let's move over. Let's talk about the Rams. They're at 10 and a half coming off, of course, that gruesome Super Bowl loss to the Patriots. And that's the last vision that America has seen. I think it's reflected in this line here. People are slamming the under. 11 wins is tough to get to. They're going to have a much more difficult schedule. We talked about previously a difficult opening three games to their schedule. They start the season off 
at Carolina, one of those west to east 10 a.m. tips Pacific time on opening Sunday, September 8th. Then they play the Saints at home. That's going to be a very difficult game for a number of reasons. And then they travel at Cleveland. The schedule kind of opens up from there. But I think if you're going to find value, it'll happen if the Rams start the season 1-2 and two or even 0-3. Oh that's when you're going to be able to bet on the Rams for value. I think I have a feeling of what you're going to say here for their season total, and that's 10.5 wins. Yeah, it's uh, so I'm seeing plus 122 on the over, minus 146 on the under. It's very similar to the Chargers, and the public's telling you this, right? The betting public is saying Super Bowl hangover, Todd Gurley was hurt. Is the rest of the league going to catch up to McVay a little bit? Is Goff going to settle back down, maybe take a half a step or a step back? Um, you know, is Cooper Cup okay? What's the uh, what's the offense going to look like? And everybody's everybody's betting they're going to win nine games or ten games, right? Uh, this will be the opposite of the Chargers, right? Inevitably, Stag Capital, if we were to bet this, we'll probably take the Chargers over 10.5. Now, plus 122, I don't think you mean, that's You mean good. the Rams? The Rams. Oh, sorry, yeah, the Rams. Yeah, yeah the, the Rams. Rams yeah. yeah, the Rams over 10.5 uh, at plus 122. So you're going straight fade the public on all of these features then? That's that's where I think that's where our money will end up getting down. But that, you know, plus 122, I don't think is probably a price that we would get it down at. Um, we'd have to We'd have to kind of do our research on that. But... If I'm doing over 10.5, I'd like to see plus 130, plus 135, whether you'd be able to get that or not. Questionable. Uh, we'll have to see how everybody looks in the preseason. But, yeah, you know, on season win totals, this is is probably a straight fade public situation. This Rams total is a difficult one for me because 10.5, I think, is the right line. I could certainly see a scenario in which they go 10-6 and six or even 9-7. and seven. They're going to have a much more difficult schedule this year. They're going to have a target on their back this year. I think we saw not just in the postseason last year, but – Late in the regular season as well, with the exception of that 48-point total in their finale against San Francisco, they struggled to score at times at Chicago. That was a very difficult game. I think we know about this team now. Late in the season, on the road in cold weather, it's going to be difficult to bet on this team. Um, they only scored 23 points against the Eagles. And they kind of corrected the ship with 31 against the, the Cardinals in Week 16, and as I mentioned, 48 against the Niners. But then... Um, of course, in the playoffs, you know, the last time we saw them, they only scored three points. They could barely move the ball. It's not like they were, you know, world beaters against the Saints in the conference championship. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, against the Cowboys, they just put up three points. And not a, a game I really felt like they really dominated. So it's difficult. They're six division games. Let's, let's look about this division. Arizona is certainly going to be a much, much more difficult out now. Uh, whether or not you like Cliff Kingsbury or not, we're going to talk about that team in a second. Uh, they're going to be a competitive team. They're going to score points. That's not going to be as easy. The Seahawks are always competitive. The Rams seem to play them very well, but going to Seattle is never an easy game, of course. Uh, and then San Francisco, I think, is going to be one of the most improved teams uh, in the entire league. Then you play the NFC South Division. I think that's one of the best divisions in the entire league. You have three very competitive teams. I could see either one of these, any one of these three teams contending for Super Bowl. New Orleans, of course, is one of the odds-on favorites in the NFC. Carolina, I think, is the bounce-back uh, candidate. And the Falcons are my favorite bet right now in terms of value on the Super Bowl. Then they have a Tampa team that can score the lights out. They have the AFC North, who is going to be an interesting division. And then crossover games at Dallas, very difficult game, and home against the Bears, who embarrassed them late in the season last year. So this is a tough road for the Rams. As you mentioned, do we see the league finally start to uh, kind of look at what Sean McVay is doing and, and, and counter that? Do we see a healthy Todd Gurley? Do we see Cooper Cook come back flawlessly from the ACL as he's done so far? Their offensive line lost some key pieces. Their defense is still not that great. Their back end on the corners, their playmakers, but not necessarily covered corners. Um, I would lean towards the under here, but this is one I'm going to stay away because it's very expensive. If this happens to go up, 
for any reason, I will take the under. Certainly, I don't think 11 is a good number. If it happens to go down, that's going to put the over back into play. But I do think this team goes 10 and 6, uh, which is why I would lean under, but the value is not quite there. And that's, Any final yeah. thoughts there on both the Chargers and the Rams? Yeah, that's exactly the story, is that the price is just not is not great right now. Plus 122 it's on properly the... properly sourced yeah. right now, I think. Yeah, the 10.5 is, is right, right? That's the one that gets you to thinking. Um, right. But the plus 122, if you want an over, plus 122 is not a good enough price. Minus 146 on an under is, is I think, a little too steep. Um, I think so you're going to see a trend the other way. So you might be able to get that with plus 130, plus 140 you were talking about. Yeah, so bet the Charger if you like it, and the Ram probably wait. Definitely. All right. Well, we have another real football game. It's funny to call them real because if you watch the Hall of Fame game, it was hardly real football. If you, if you really remember what that looks like, because it's been a long time since we've seen real football. Uh, but that was a very boring game with, with a fun ending, though. The Chargers get things going. Week one of the preseason is this Thursday on the road at Arizona. That's going to be a six o'clock Pacific kickoff in Arizona. Cliff Kingsbury of course, let's talk about him. Texas Tech head coach. He's an uh, alumni. He was a quarterback there, then offensive coordinator, then head coach. Um, and he was a stellar offensive mind in college football. What he was not was a winning coach in college football. <laughs> he did not happen to do very well. Of course, he was fired from Texas Tech, moved to USC to be the offensive coordinator, commanded tremendous interest from the NFL before agreeing to become the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. We talked about it last week with the Broncos, with Vic Fangio, how the strategy, I think I think this is sound handicapping. These first-year head coaches want it more, okay? Now, this is the third year for Anthony Lynn. Uh, he is three and five in two post preseasons, excuse me, in his previous two seasons. Uh, this is going to be a big game for Cliff Kingsbury. I'm not sure if necessarily I'd like him to win. Uh, but I think early on, that first quarter money line, that first half money line, and both overs potentially for the Cardinals, usually we'd say, and you know, I'm sure repeat this again, the defenses are light years ahead of the offenses, which is very true. But you know for a fact that Kingsbury has not been in defensive meetings. He's not been strategically planning defense. His focus and all of his energy is going towards his offense. I think you're going to see that in those first two scripted drives for him. Uh, I think there's an opportunity here to bet these first couple of drives for the Cardinals to score in the Chargers. Like I said, three and five in two preseasons with Anthony Lynn. Their high score is only 24. They did reach 23 twice. So I think this is prime, ripe for the Cardinals to win this game, at least be very competitive. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I'm the Cliff Kingsbury thing confuses me a little bit. You're kind of a journeyman head coach, uh, albeit he's in very good shape, as I understand it. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how that how much that helps. I, I feel like the the more the more the over, racing against yeah, your players, yes, you like that. The grumpier and kind of tubbier and the more you kind of waddle or if you have a limp or something for a professional football coach seems to seems to be the thing I like because that means they're spending a lot of time in front of a monitor, not not moving anywhere. Um, but you're right. I think the Cardinals are going to kind of come out firing. Uh, I think Kingsbury, even if it is a preseason game, is going to want to I think he's going to open up the playbook a little bit. I think they're going to throw it deep. I think they're going to try and score points. I think he's going to want that good press conference after the game, even if it is preseason. He's going to want to say good things about, oh, we're scoring points. We're doing this. We're doing that. Um, I'm seeing the Chargers plus two, minus 105, Cardinals minus 115, over 35, minus 113, under 35, minus 107. This is pretty even. It's preseason football. Um, I think I think you're right. I think those first half lines, those first half overs, first half money line is something you're going to want to look at uh, to see if you feel good about it, feel good in the value. That's something, you know, maybe you go Cardinals first half money line, 
um, maybe first half over, and then you take the under for the game and the Chargers mm-hmm. plus two. Like if I was stacking up bets, I like uh, that. I think I like that's that. I think that's probably how I'd do it. But again, I I know this just makes everybody roll their eyes. Go where the value leads you. Just because I say that might be where to shop doesn't mean it's the best place to do it. I just got a gut feeling that that's where that's where I would get my money down. Something I admitted to say that I think is an extremely important point in betting this game. Kyler Murray is probably going to play at least the first series, maybe the second series. We probably won't see Philip Rivers or any of the other Charger stars or veterans uh, whatsoever. But Kyler Murray is a rookie. He's going to come out there firing, ready to execute that game plan that Cliff Kingsbury puts in place. We're going to see, I think, at least one series, if not multiple, from him. We can see multiple scores from him. So that only kind of further backs both of our points of betting on the Cardinals early in the first quarter, in the first half. Uh, but potentially betting the, the Chargers overall and, and certainly the, the overall under. I think this one will be inflated uh, because of the Cliff Kingsbury effect. So, all right, so we both agree uh, that the Cardinals are going to come out there certainly with something to prove, and I think we both like them early. And then you, you I think we're both going to stick to the overall under and potentially Chargers money line or spread if it so uh, presents that value. Any final thoughts here? Chargers kicking it off Thursday at Arizona in game one of the preseason. If you can find it, and I haven't seen this anywhere, I, I often don't see preseason football prop bets. But if you find them somewhere, first tweet me and tell me where they are so that I can also bet them. But if you find them, I really like a over Kyler Murray rush total, whatever that might be. Even if he's only playing two series, um, I think the game's going to come at him pretty quick. Uh, the defense is going to be fired up. High profile first round rookie, right? I think somebody's going to be looking to, uh, to headhunt him a little bit. And I think he's going to take off running. And I definitely foresee a couple, you know, 15, 16-yard scampers from, from young Kyler there. Um, and I like, I like that prop bet if you could find it anywhere. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I, not, I only not only like that for the preseason, but for the season, I think, over rush attempts, over rush yards. This guy is going to be taken off whenever he wants. And this is the closest thing we've seen to Michael Vick in a very long time. He's a much, much better more accurate thrower than Michael Vick ever was. So with both him and Lamar Jackson, and we're going to see some really, really interesting uh, prop bets on some very mobile quarterbacks. So, all right, well, the Chargers take on the Cardinals on Thursday. The Rams will make their debut uh, in the preseason coming up on Saturday. We'll talk about that on our next episode. So for Chris Lewis, for Sad Cap, I am Sam Maxwell. This was Episode 7 of Believe in Benning LA. We'll see you guys later this week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 